Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. COVID-19 is reshaping the global order. Preston Lim uh, wrote an editorial for the McDonald Laurier Institute and the headline is Canada will exit COVID-19 crisis only to face a changed international order, one likely to be less amenable to our interests, to our Canadian interests. And uh, Preston Lem joins us, uh, Yale Law School. And Preston, what's going to happen? What's changing as far as the international order is concerned? And where will Canada rank as far as our national interests are concerned? Great to be on the show with you, Roy. Uh, you know, I wrote this piece a couple of weeks ago and it was a pleasure to write it for the folks at McDonald Laurier. Um, in it, I argue that Canadian policymakers, the Canadian government, need to worry about two main trends. And the first one, fairly easy to understand, is declining U.S. global leadership. Uh, typically, in times of crisis, we've looked to the United States to lead. Um, and under Trump, the United States is not leading, uh, which has given China a lot of space, a lot of room for maneuver to pursue its own goals. Uh, the second point that I drew out in the essay had to do with the rising tide of economic nationalism. Um, this is something that we're seeing all across the globe. And as a country that has long benefited from free trade, especially in the post-war order, uh, Canadian policymakers need to make sure that free trade remains the order of the day, uh, even as we pursue our own domestic interests. So uh, how do we maintain that? Because I think we're going to find uh, we'll, there'll be a lot of there'll be calls for, and not only in Canada but elsewhere globally, for more nationalism, for more internal control of what's going on, and uh, specifically when you know that the issue of PPP uh, availability from China has been uh, has been really disturbing. Uh, how, do, how do how do we counter that, or do you do not see that developing? So I do see that as a problem. Um, and in the piece, I argue that Canada should adopt a small yard high fence strategy. Now, it sounds complicated, but it's not. Um, you know, Canada is right to be worried not just about uh, the fragility of our medical supply, but also the fragility of many other aspects of the Canadian economy. Um, so while overall we do need to pursue a strategy of free trade, uh, Canada needs to make sure... Um, that with regards to certain sectors, we are pursuing self-reliance. So to get specific with you, uh, when we talk about high-tech sectors in Canada, uh, Chinese firms have snapped up quite a few uh, communication satellite companies, companies like that in past years. Uh, the Trudeau government needs to make sure that it is no longer greenlighting acquisitions like this. Uh, when it comes to medical supplies, critical goods like that, well, the West as a whole needs to bring a lot of that supply chain outside of China. Um, mm -hmm. You know, one statistic that I read that recently shocked me um, held that about half of the world's PPE supplies, specifically masks, are produced in China. And I think you're right. We are seeing uh, the consequences of this right now as the pandemic plays out. Don't we almost have to come to a full stop here and ask, how did that happen? Right. Right. 
um, and specifically when it comes to Canadian policy in China. Uh, the Trudeau government, to be frank with you, Roy, has not been very good. Uh, I think in particular we need to be focused on two things. First is speaking out forcefully, using powerful rhetoric whenever China uh, tramples on the international legal order or on the interests of Canada and our allies. And the second thing is to pair that rhetoric with meaningful action. This is something that Trudeau has, uh, in my thinking, failed at. We are not serving as a reliable ally. We are not stepping up on the world stage to constrain uh, Chinese aggression, and we are not being the country uh, that we're supposed to be. So when people say, look, Trudeau doesn't really have much of a choice here because we're dependent on China to provide us with PPE. We're dependent on China to provide us much in the way of prescription medication. We're dependent on China on any number of issues as far as trade is concerned. And if Trudeau becomes noisy about China, they're also, they're also holding the two Michaels. So there is the line of thought or thinking that Trudeau's hands are tied. I don't agree with that necessarily, although I, I'll admit there's a certain amount of that present. But but uh, is there an argument that Justin Trudeau just can't say what he might want to say? No, I don't think that's a very good argument, Roy. And I, to- I, I point you to the lessons of history. Um, I think if you look at Trudeau's strategy towards China, oftentimes it resembles one of appeasement. And I get the argument. I get the argument that we should be silent uh, because China has the two Michaels, uh, arguments like that. But let's face the truth of the matter, and that is if in the long term and in the medium term, Canada does not speak out, does not look out for its own interests. China now has a playbook with which to treat Canada um, as a small power, as an insignificant power. And, And the problem here is that appeasement in the long term will lead to bilateral inequity. It never works. Appeasement never works. But I was just wondering if he does. I don't believe that he does. But I I was asking you whether he has any any leg to stand on when it comes to the positions or non-positions that he's taken. And you and I are in agreement on that. So in in the minute or so we have left, uh, Preston, you talk about a, a reduction of American power and influence globally. Is this the are you talking short term or long term here? So I think it remains to be seen. Um, you know, uh, th- my point I was trying to get across here is that a lot of Trudeau liberals pretend that if Joe Biden wins the U.S. presidency in the fall, the world will go back to where it was under the Obama years. And that simply isn't true. The world has shifted. China is more powerful. And that means that Canada uh, can no longer just rely on old trends, but has to carve out a new, fresh, and independent China strategy uh, that consists of speaking truth to power um, and pairing, as I said earlier, uh, tough rhetoric with meaningful action. Should we be more like the Australians then? I think so. Um, and Australia is, a, I think, a very useful touchstone. Um, in particular, Canada needs to become much more involved uh, in the Indo-Pacific. Uh, you know, I think we've seen some good examples of Australia recently, Australian ships joining American freedom of navigation operations in the South China Sea um, mm-hmm. and taking on a strong leadership role in the Indo-Pacific. Canada needs to follow suit um, and serve as a reliable ally. All right. Preston, thank you much for the time. Really appreciate it. Good talking to you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All the best. Preston Lim of uh, Yale Law School and uh, his piece for McDonald Laurie Institute, and you can find it on their website. Canada will exit the COVID-19 crisis only to face a changed international order, one likely to be less amenable to our interests. If you want to hear more, 
Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.